This is After School on Core 77. I'm Don Lehman. My guest today on After School is Paul Hatch, this year's chair of the IDSA International Conference taking place in Chicago on August 21st through the 24th. We talk about the planning that goes into running a successful conference, some of this year's speakers, and for conference attendees, what to do while you're in Chicago. Stay tuned. Today is Paul Hatch, He's the founder and president of Teams Design in Chicago. Is that that's correct, right, Paul? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. How's how's everything I, going? I don't. Te- how, how are you? How's everything uh, going at Teams? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun going on, and you know how it is with designers. There's always um, the next thing, the next thing, and it's just it, it just becomes more and more interesting. I tell you, every project is is just. Uh, very enjoyable. Good, good. That's why well, we do what we do, right? Oh yeah. Well, well, couldn't do anything else, I guess. So we're doing this. Um, so I want to talk about. You're also the chair of this year's IDSA uh, national conference. Yeah, crazy, huh? And so you're you're kind of running both things there, which is uh, is is no small feat. So the the conference opens uh, Wednesday, August twenty first. Correct. I think. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, think, we got the opening night, uh, big party, IDEA awards, um, the Wednesday night. Okay. And then three full days after that. Okay. So I, uh, I have a confession. I've never actually been to the national. I've I've been to uh, a bunch of the regional conferences and you know other uh-huh. conferences for whatever reason. But um, you know, of course, the year I move away from Chicago. Uh, yeah. We. we you know, we decided to have yeah. the conference in Chicago. So, yeah. uh, you know, they moved it here for you because <laughs> you kept on saying, how about Chicago? Right. I and you, I guess it's just too late. I know. Well, you know, we'll just have to do uh, Brooklyn next year. Right. Um, so other than, you know, the obvious difference of having designers all over the country show up, what makes the national conference uh, unique? Um. Yeah, the uh, actually, funny enough, it's now uh, being called the International Conference. Mm. Um, so that it's, um, I guess it's like the uh, the World Series, really. I mean, it, it it is dominated by the U.S., but um, we're finding more and more people coming from uh, Europe and from Asia um, uh, each year. So it does have more and more of an international flavor. Uh, which I guess distances it from the uh, regional conferences a little bit more. But probably the biggest thing is um, the level of content there and also the um, the audience. It's pretty amazing. It's like a who's who of design. So the regional conferences have, have stepped up each year. Midwest, in particular, Southern District are, are really good. They get some really good speakers in there, some good subjects. Um, but the uh, international conference... Um, takes it up a notch. You've got all the design leaders there. Um, it, it is that who's who. And I, I, I love getting to meet some of these people that you've read about 
Um, sometimes you're kind of starstruck, just, you know, there's, there's that guy in front of you. Dieter Rams. I was sitting at a bar at an international conference uh, next to Dieter Rams, yeah. and I was talking to the guy on my left, and um, I, I, I literally said to him, uh, you know, I, I heard Dieter Rams is here, and he pointed behind me, and to my right was Dieter Rams. And it was like, oh, my God, this is one of those moments. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm not saying, you know, that's the reason to come to the International Conference. I can't guarantee Dieter Rams is going to be there. Yeah. Um, but just the level of people that you get to meet, and they're perfectly ordinary, and you can have some awesome conversations with them. Yeah. So, yeah, it comes down to the connecting. What, what then, was, what was mm-hmm. Dieter Rams drinking? <laughs> I can't tell. He, he did get me to sign this, this form uh, about that. So, okay. yes. Did, did, you uh, talk to, did you talk to him at all? Um, very, very briefly. I, I literally was quite starstruck. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I was like a little, uh, um, like a uh, schoolgirl at that point. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, there's been other moments like that. But, uh, the first time I, I uh, got to meet Bill Mogridge since I'd seen him in England, he, he came to my school and he was a big influence for me, um, you know, about industrial design, really inspired me and, got me pretty much into industrial design in the first place. I had not seen him for many, many years, and then I bumped into him again at an uh, uh, international conference, and, and that was pretty awesome, and, um, and then time and time again. So, yeah, definitely connecting with people is great, and it's not just about um, the stars as such, but the sort of conversations you have, and every time I've been, you come away with this long list of, you know, inspiring stuff that, that you've seen, these ideas and things you want to do when you get back. And uh, I'd say that's the other level as well. But the regional conferences do a good job of that, but this just takes it to the next level. Yeah, it's, it's the big boy conference. Everyone, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the focus. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. it. It is a very expensive uh, conference. There's, there's no question about it. Um, but it, it does um, differentiate itself uh, very much so. Yeah. When did Chicago get selected? Because I, I kind of imagine there's like a, there's either like a bidding process like the Olympics where like each city makes a bid or it's 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 either yeah. it's either to that level or uh-huh. it was it was decided over drinks yeah. last year. Yes. The the bottle was spun and uh, Chicago won. Yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, yeah very much like the Olympics, except without all the million dollar bids um, and the, the, the big committee and, and everything goes into it. Um, but Chicago, to be honest, has been on the list for a number of years. So I served on the board maybe about five, six years ago. And even then, they were sort of planning, yeah, we got to do Chicago. And they did some initial investigation. didn't really find the perfect size venue that's going to be affordable mm. uh, in Chicago at the time. You find much, much larger spaces and smaller spaces. But if you want to get 800 people, 1,000 people into one space, then it really only comes down to a few options. Um, and so that was the challenge for a number of years. So they did their homework and they found a great space and it's just been renovated. Uh, it's amazing. I've been there uh, just over a year ago. Uh, there was actually the Midwest Conference uh, was there in one of the downstairs areas. Um, but where the International Conference is now is a beautiful, beautiful space. I mean, I've been really happy about that. And it's right near the Michigan Bridge. So you're in the middle of downtown. There's this terrace area you can walk out on and you just look at, you know, <laughs> you're three yards away from this um, amazing Mies van der Rohe building, one of the classics. Uh, you look over the bridge, you've got the Wrigley building, the, the river's right there, and, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, 
I'm pretty amazed. You know, location-wise, it's it's awesome. So finally in Chicago, that's that's what it's about. That's why Chicago's chosen. Yeah. Well, and that spot of Chicago is just so beautiful too, because the lake is for people who have never been to Chicago, you know, and maybe never even seen the Great Lakes. Like you're just right. not expecting the lakes yeah. to be as big as they are. I mean, they're essentially you know mm-hmm. little baby oceans almost, like just in the middle of the country. And yeah, it's, so it's huge, right. and Chicago is right on it. And then the yeah, river, and the river running through it. Yeah, that part of Chicago is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people really don't associate Chicago with beaches. You know, I very often, you know, I'll be in a different city telling people about Chicago and I'll be on the beach with the kids. They're like, there's a beach? Oh, my God, yes. Beach volleyball is incredible every year. There's a lot of beaches. And it was one of the amazing things when I first came here as well, standing on the beach half naked, and then there's these big skyscrapers right next to you uh, with all these guys in suits and ties and so on. It's, it's kind of this weird juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, Sounds appealing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's great, yeah. And you don't think of it as a lake as well. It's just it's kind huge. of a misnomer, really. Yeah. There's there's waves. There are ships that go down, and you can't find them. It's it's really quite deep and and dangerous when it gets to it. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, not for the conference. Um, no, Chicago's good for that. And then there's the um, the architecture, right? And it keeps going. There's somewhat of a recession that's happened, and uh, you know, the last few years. But it doesn't seem to show in Chicago. They're still putting up one lavish thing after the other. It's uh, business as usual. And the other thing that Chicago, I find, is that people who have been there before, um, they want to come back. Every few years or something, you feel like, yeah, I've not been to Chicago in the last five years. I wouldn't mind going by again. Yeah. And I think it's one of those destinations you feel like, you know, everyone knows a little bit of, and hopefully not just O'Hare. Um, but you can come back every few years, and there's some new and interesting things, and uh, particularly now as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I definitely want to talk more about Chicago, but let's let's talk about um, the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how long has it been in the the planning stages, and how did you get involved? Mm-hmm. Ah, um, well, it's you know most of it's been a year. It's probably a year and a half the whole thing, but I've been involved um, uh, since about uh, this time last year. So uh, it's pretty much like a one year project. Um, which is not unusual, I guess, in, in scope, you know, in industrial design terms. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot that gets into it. How did I get involved? Um, I had a phone call, and, uh, boy, do I regret I picked up. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was amazing. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, that's how it happened. Basically, the, uh, the board uh, get together, and uh, they, they did... Um, uh, do a little bit of research, have a look at um, people in Chicago, even uh, people outside of Chicago, it's not restricted, um, to see, you know, timing-wise and uh, and so on and so forth. And and I was fortunate to be chosen. I don't know how far down the list, but uh, I was on the list, and I was I was the first yeah. uh, sucker to say yes. Yes. Well, good. I'm glad, because um, you, you and I have both planned conferences before. We've, we've them. We've got a history, you and I. Yeah, you know, <laughs> both separately and together. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I like about planning a conference, especially if you do it from the perspective as a designer, is you plan it like the way a designer would, you know. So yeah. you know, the, emph- the emphasis is on the overall experience of actually, you know, signing up yeah. and attending and going and leaving and all, all of that stuff. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I wonder what you have learned about design through mm-hmm. planning conferences. Yeah. 
you you learn a lot both ways really you learn to plan a conference through design and vice versa so um let me see what i've learned about design well essentially it is like a design project so it's yes another interesting thing to get your teeth into like i mentioned at the start um another challenge and, and industrial designers tend to always want to take on a new stretch um so um, it is a design project, but there's a whole big difference um, in, I guess, in the human interaction side of things. So you're working with a team of volunteers um, who are absolutely great. So it's the conference team. They're all donating their time. Some people have a heck of a lot of energy. They're running around. They're doing things. And amazing things can come out of that. Um, and then the other the other side of the human connection, I think, is then when you're talking to the speakers or the potential speakers. Uh, I've spoken with maybe 50, 60 people on the phone to talk about uh, what they would uh, speak about and what they'd like to do and, and so on and so forth. And talking to some big-name people as well we wanted to bring into the conference. Um, I had a very interesting conversation with Ira Glass, um, who is not talking, by the way, but... Uh, um, but I, I think it was that, you know, normally in a design project, you have the interaction, say, um, with the other, uh, you know, marketing team, engineering, production, the other designers, um, but you're all kind of steering towards the one common goal. But then talking to these, um, these uh, speakers and potential speakers, they've all got this incredibly interesting other side of their life that they're bringing to you. So those conversations alone were were pretty amazing. I mean, probably like the interviews you, you, that you're doing, uh, uh, not right now, but uh, with uh, various people. Yeah, yeah. So what I learned about design, I, I don't know. I think it's really uh, um, helped me understand a little bit more about designing something of this scale. Um, it is, on the outside, relatively simple, um, but when you get into the details, it's in incredibly complex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th I think what I've, liked about it when I've done it in the past is that, you know, there's, uh, you know, once it, once it's on the schedule and people have signed up for it, it's just sort of happening no matter what. And, um, you know, I, it seems, you know, sometimes you could be on a project like a, you know, like a, a product design project and, you know, it's really dependent on, on you and the team to, to finish it up. But, with a conference, it's sort of just happening, <laughs> you, know, mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's kind of a good, really hard deadline that no matter what a conference is going to take place on, yes. on this date. Have you done, uh, anything differently since the last time you put on a conference with this one? Um, yes, I would say so. And it definitely helped having put on conferences before and those were four, five, six years ago. Um, and yeah, a different scale. Uh, what is different, I would say, at the very start, I, I knew to uh, jump into the driving seat and get as much done as early as possible, and that would be my advice to anyone in, in this position. Um, it's really good just to do that. It, uh, like with any design project as well, you really have to kind of um, get those ideas onto paper immediately um, and then go out and, and research and and, and do the uh, analysis and 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 uh, think through and develop. Essentially, things get uh, developed and then produced towards the end. But that initial getting your guts onto paper and you know it all kicked off with a brainstorm here with the conference team. 
It was an all-day brainstorm, all of us just putting those crazy ideas out on the walls and then reeling it in and, and uh, planning what we can do. And that was, that was amazing. Um, so I'd say that's, that's um, an accentuated version of what I've done in the past. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you're involved as well. Yeah, there's a lot of ideas at the start, but what tends to happen is, you know, some of those ideas get shelved to one side, and I hope to to get to it at some point. With, with this one, we jumped on the big ideas first. So coming out of that meeting, I wrote to Michelle Obama straight away instead of putting it off for months, and then it'll be too late. Yeah. Now, Michelle's not coming yeah. did, <laughs> for clarification, but did I did get a reply. Did, oh, you no, I didn't. Reply. I didn't, but oh, I did get a reply, and, and uh, I'm at least proud of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, trying those big, big uh, names and the big connections uh, way at the start, and uh, some of those are really interesting. Again, it's kind of a life experience, yeah. uh, which is great. So, learned stuff about design. Yeah, I think I've learned a little bit more about um, the design world, to be honest, rather than say the design implementation. Yeah. Uh, because in talking to each of these speakers, I'm dealing with a whole different aspect. You know what they're into, and I've read a heck of a lot of their books too. Uh, in doing so, I felt like I had to do the homework. Mm. So I, I would say over the last year or something, I've certainly become a lot more design educated. Sure, sure. So I want to I want to get your take on one thing that, uh, for some reason, I've just never been a fan of. But I feel like you might have a good take on this: is um, conference themes. Mm. And for some, I've just always been against them because I think. You know, if you're going to an IDSA conference, the the pre-built-in theme is the fact that it's a conference for industrial designers. No, and no one's going to the conference because of, <laughs> because of the theme, right? You're going to you're going to hear the speakers and you're going to party. Really, is why you're going. So, and I've always kind of thought that the themes kind of try they they force mm-hmm. the speakers to, uh, kind of maybe. Uh, focus them in a way that you might not want to focus them. You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. yep. you know, so I'm wondering if if you've got the opposite opinion of that, and and mm-hmm. what you what you think of that, or if maybe I'm just mm-hmm. missing something. No, I, I wouldn't contradict what you're saying as well. Um, it really depends on the theme. Sometimes the themes can be so loose; it's kind of like you know, blah, yeah. uh, designed for business and uh, you know, something right. inspiration. Um, and anyone can, can say anything about it. And sometimes it can be very, very restricting as well, and everyone feels like they have to talk about, you know, the five steps of something or other. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I played around with that question at the start as well. What, what should a theme do was the question for me. And so I tell you, breaking the rules was the best theme I could have chosen because in some cases it completely inspired the speakers because they're relating to this, this adjective in a sense. You know, it's, it's a way of going about something uh, to do with what they've done, what they've achieved. Every designer kind of breaks the rules. That's what we're about. We're just not very good at staying in, you know, coloring in the lines, right, right. Uh, inside the lines. But, it's, um, but breaking the rules itself is a little bit more daring. It's a little bit, hey, you know, we're, we're really going against things. And it gets them to reflect on what, what their message is and, and how different it is. So in some cases, um, the speakers were totally inspired by that. And it's great when I talk to them, they're like, you know, all over, you know, really excited about it. Um, with, with some other speakers, they've actually taken it as being, okay, it's not, they're not going to build a talk around that. 
they're going to talk about you know their particular subject in the way that they should, um, but they're going to do it in a way that breaks the rules or in a style that's a little bit more gutsy and a little bit more you know that side of Chicago is what we're trying to re- reflect the rule breaking side. Right. So you can expect a few more swear words uh, than usual, uh, possibly some nudity. Again, no promises. Okay. Um, what, what's you the, know, what's I, the over under on uh, Bruce Nussbaum walking out? Uh, naked onto stage. Is that like 10 to 1? Um, Are there bets yes, being taken? No. I, I'm not sure where that's coming in today. I, okay. I'd have to check the odds. It's, okay. I think it's uh, there's a higher there's a higher odds than that. Okay. Um, we, we can work out how much okay. we're on a bet on that later. But, okay, uh, good. It, it has happened in the past. You asked about the differences. Well, there's, there's more nudity at the international conferences. I, I can tell you that much. Um, anyway, so breaking the rules. But some people took it as, okay, this is what I'm going to do. There's going to be people climbing over chairs. Um, there's going to be, uh, there's possibly some physical violence. Um, and there's some events as well were inspired by this as well. So I really like the theme because it's just got people energized. And a lot of people, when they hear the theme, there's like this wicked smile comes across their face, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have three days of that. And so much better than something called synergy maybe or, you know. Right. Uh, something that's a little bit blah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah. no offense to anyone who might have put on a conference called Synergy. Yeah. Synergy wasn't so good. Uh, but not, you know, what? I think you're right. I think that this this theme is a little bit more. Uh, it challenges you to kind of maybe step outside your usual presentation if you've given it before. Uh, so I, th- yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, I, I do think that this is probably one of the better ones that I've heard. Let's talk about... And, and one, yeah, sorry, Don, just yeah, to interrupt you there. One more important thing, right? Okay, so the speakers got inspired by this, but also the planning, right? So when, when we get the team together here and we're doing the brainstorm, we're thinking over these rule-breaking things, um, and the IDSA staff as well, who really do a, a heck of a lot of work, obviously, getting this, this huge thing together. Uh, and they were also excited about this because they felt... You know, every time they, they sort of question something, hey, we don't usually do it that way, but it's breaking the rules. I guess we'll do it that, that way this year. And it's really given us the excuse to change a heck of a lot um, over previous years. So some good bits we've got to keep, and then some other bits we've, well, pretty much everything else we questioned and said, well, let's just do it differently this year. I know that's what, how it's been done the last few years, but let's really shake things up. So we've got some experiments along the way as well. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the the speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty good lineup. You've got uh, Dean Kamen, who everyone, yeah. everyone knows, pretty great. Yeah. Uh, you've got Bill Buxton, who's the principal researcher for Microsoft. Right. Uh, you, you've got Bruce Nussbaum, who's uh, ten to one odds to be running across the stage naked. Naked. Absolutely. Yes. It's about creative intelligence. Of course. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, you got Jim Wicks, who's the senior vice president of uh, design experience at Motorola, yep. which I that would be pretty interesting to hear just because of what's going on at Motorola now with uh, with Google yeah. and and some of their new products. Talk about um, two or three of the others that people may have not heard o- about before, uh, but should sure, be excited yeah. to see. Yeah, I mean, um, you've mentioned some of the big guys already. That I mean, I'm really excited about Dean Kamen. Yeah. He's uh, he's one of the openers. Um, and he's done some real breakthrough stuff. He's going to show something he's not shown anyone else as well yeah. at the conference. Yeah, we should, maybe, maybe we should say Dean Kamen's the, the uh, 
part of the, the segway the, the inventor segway. guy. Yep. Yes. Yes. And they've come up. Uh, you know, he his company research lab essentially, uh, Dika. Um, they've come up with uh, a new robotic arm that essentially, I'm going to use that word, synergizes mm. um, with the human body. It literally kind of learns um, the, um, you know, it, it finds its way up to the um, the way that the brain wants to control it rather than it, it being something the user has to relearn. It's actually learning how the user now uses its brain to uh, move the fingers and the arms so it all becomes natural. Um, and that's incredible. And at the same time as his arm launched, someone else had a, a, an arm in that way as well. So essentially using neuroscience um, to create robotics, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's a segue, if I may say so, to, huh. um, yeah, good, good. cause for laughter. Good uh, one, Paul. To v- <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, Vijay Kumar, right? Dr. Vijay Kumar, not to be confused with Vijay Kumar um, at the IIT, but this Vijay Kumar is on sabbatical at the moment at the White House, and uh, he's otherwise at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, Penn, yes, and um, uh, focusing on robotic swarms. Mm. So essentially it comes down to teaching uh, these uh, quadcopters or quadrotors uh, to fly uh, in unison with each other, communicate with each other, and do amazing things. Uh, now, it sounds like, you know, this is great for Maytel, but uh, what they can do is in- incredible. And when you've got these these very agile, um, very small little drones, essentially, um, working together on something, uh, it's amazing what they can pull off. So, of course, they're looking at the future of this as being search and rescue and you know, they, they can build towers and things without, um, you know, scaffolding, you know, working together, all sorts of things. Uh, but then, of course, there's the dark side, right, which, of course, uh, Dr. B.J. Uh, Kumar is not working on. But whenever you talk about um, self-thinking robots, uh, there's always that, that kind of uh, conversation that comes up. So that, that by itself is actually going to be uh, a really interesting topic as well, just talking about swarms, what they can do. They can juggle things. There's amazing YouTube videos you can watch there as well, just communicating with each other. They can flip balls up and, and, and literally juggle. They can, um, a, again, this is just demonstrating their mental and flying agilities um, rather than being the end application, but really fascinating. Um, which might be a segue onto Blake Leeper, Paralympian. Um, that's going to be one of those... Uh, inspiring moments. It's towards the end of the conference. Um, he um, uh, he was, uh, I think, bronze medalist uh, in the Olympics, and uh, amazing background. Just him, sort of fighting against the odds. It's going to be one of those stories where you just get like the goose bumps up the back of your neck, uh, and he made it obviously all the way to the Paralympics and and um, came home with a medal, which is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, good name for a track Sorry. athlete, Leaper. Yes. Really good name I know, for a track athlete. Right? Yeah. 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 How do you do that? Yeah. Um, kinetic design by Ben Hobson, another subject. Kinetic design that uh, I find really fascinating. We're talking about technology quite a bit here. So Ben Hobson is a guy who's gone around different schools around the world teaching uh, this new um, area. I mean, he really wants it to be a specific area called um, kinetic design. 
rather than sub, um, subordinate to ID or, or product design or robotics. It's kind of the meld of the two things. So he's saying, you know, it's um, you can interact with an object uh, in a different level. These are everyday objects that, that can interact and can actually do a little bit more to communicate back to you instead of um, the way that we deal objects now, if they, they talk or they beep or they flash lights. Whereas uh, with the kinetic, you're actually dealing a heck of a lot more with movement, which has a whole different sensory uh, feel and connection to a user. So that's going to be fascinating, yeah, right? That's great. You, you can tell I'm really excited about some of these people. Yeah. Bill um, Buxton, you mentioned as well, and he's one of the, the speakers I saw, I don't know when it was, eight years ago, and I was blown away. And you walk away from the conference saying, yeah, he was by far the best speaker. He's just one of those orators. I don't care what he's talking about. I just want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be our closer on the end day. And nobody should leave the room until after that point because uh, it's going to be awesome. Awesome. John Bielberg, Bielenberg. Um, uh, we've got a number of people who are not designers from, from the outside. And that was kind of important. One side is kind of hard because you can't get a ton of people from the outside and pay them lots and lots of money. Um, uh, but it was very important to bring these outside voices in there to, to, to hear about what people are doing and, and when they're breaking the rules. And John Bielenberg, he's, he's incredibly active. Uh, he's doing so much. Um, he's not from our world. Uh, he's from the sort of branding ad agency um, side. And, um, uh, and he's doing a lot of different ventures, kind of non-profit and, and, and um, one of the things he specializes in is called a blitz. So at the conference, he's doing a blitz, which is essentially a very active kind of brainstorm. Um, but the talk he's giving there, he's going to be talking about some of his work as well, about um, uh, thinking, thinking wrong to think right and, uh, and um, about his company future. Um, I don't know. You should look him up because yeah. it's, it, he's doing you know, five or six different things. When I first spoke to him, I, I, I said, you know, you do, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. And, you know, it's very hard to put him in a box, right? And I had to ask him, you know, who are you? What do you do? What, what is your current job? Because on the web, there's a lot about him, but it's very hard to understand which box he fits into. Yeah. Uh, and that's the most amazing thing about the guy. He's just so active in doing everything. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, let's, uh, I want to finish up just talking about uh, Chicago. We sort of touched on it a little bit, but uh, you know, obviously, you and I mm -hmm. have both spent a lot of time in Chicago. You you still live there. I just moved, so we I, I think we both have a little bit of pride in the city. So I, I feel like it's up to us to kind of point people in the right direction when they get there. So I want to talk about mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. some of the cultural highlights where where people should go when they uh, yeah. Yeah, certainly um, the architecture has got to be a draw. Yeah, um, and you, you guys it, have it, one of the architecture tours on the the schedule, right? Yeah, uh, there is a boat tour. Yeah, and there are some architectural tours people can take part of, but it's, it didn't make it to the schedule. Okay, okay. <laughs> we, I thought we, there was. We yeah. filled everyone's time with parties and speakers. Yeah, well, that's um, but we are providing information. Like, if someone's coming to town, I'd I would highly recommend to do the boat architectural tour, tour yeah. on Sunday morning. So stay over on Saturday night, sleep off your hangover after the big party that we've got, and um, 
then go do the architectural tour. Best thing in the world. You've yeah. probably done it, Don. Um, really, really good because you get to see the other angle of all those buildings. Right. It, it's it's legitimately good. That sounds like one of those kind of touristy things, but the mm. it's the Chicago Architecture Foundation does it. Yes. And they're <laughs> really smart people talking about yeah. everything that's yep. been built in Chicago. It's really good. Yeah. And don't get on the wrong boat. There's plenty of other boats, but it has to be the architecture tour. Yeah. Big difference. Um, and, and then, yeah, okay, buildings. Right virtually uh, adjacent to the conference um, is the Aqua building. Uh, and that oh, is yeah. an amazing piece. You stand in front of it, you look up, and it's like it's moving. It's like this sort of rolling wave. So, yeah, Google it if you don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. You can walk around the inside of this building and just be stunned by it. Uh, and why hasn't anyone done this before? So um, great, great architect, also based in Chicago. Yep, Gene Gang. Yeah, yeah. Super Gene good. Gang associate is uh, is here, and she couldn't make the conference. Uh, we did try because she's also she's actually known as a rule breaker, you know, within her profession. She's she's definitely, I mean, they, they use that term, um, and she would have been perfect for it. And the Aqua Building, yeah, absolutely, you got to really see good. that. Really good. Um, so kind of stumble from the conference at some point and, and go look at it. Yeah, I think people got. You have to go to Millennium Park too. Yes, it's kind of unbelievable that it's right yep. in the middle of downtown Chicago and it was built just in, or it was finished in 2004, I think, but it's kind of, yeah. it's definitely a, uh, a 21st century park. Cause yeah, you, cause it you, is. Yeah. Cause, Cause you've got the, you've got the cloud gate sculpture there, which everyone mm -hmm. in Chicago calls the bean. You've got the, uh, you've got the spray fountains with their, these, these big video billboards behind, uh, and the Pritzker pavilion the from uh, Gary. Yep, mm -hmm. the, the Frank Gary pavilion's really good, and uh, mm -hmm. and then you've got the the new uh, modern wing was just built on the Art Institute right across, yes, right from across the street. Yes, from Renzo Piano. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cool and, uh, cool bridge you can take right from the park yeah. to to get right into it. Yes, you got it. That's definitely worth doing, and that's like two blocks away from the conference as well. So you walk past the Aqua Building, continue down, you'll see the Pritzker uh, pavilion there. Yeah. And then you're you're in Millennium Park, and they're actually building another corner of it as well. It's it's pretty awesome. That's that's definitely the good side of Chicago. The the, the buildings, the architecture. Yeah. Um, the um, the beach. If someone's coming to Chicago, they've not been to the beach. Just go and see it at least. <laughs> yeah. It's not right where the conference is. People know Navy Pier, but um, if you got some more time on 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 Sunday. Um, head up to North Street Beach or, or further up where it's a little quieter as well. But there's some awesome beaches, and we've got yeah. definitely the right weather right now too. Yeah, they're they're surprisingly good. Like it's actually white sand, and it's uh, it's right in downtown. So in front of you, you have the lake, and then behind you, you have you know the Hancock Building. It's it's kind of a weird yeah. a weird juxtaposition. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the food because I feel Chicago mm. is got to be. It, it's right up there with New York in terms of a food city. It's it, yeah. the food in Chicago is fantastic. What are what are your, some of your places that you mm. tell people they got to go when they go to Chicago? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not all about deep dish pizza. It's unfortunate Chicago has that reputation. I mean, nothing against deep dish, but my impression of Chicago food is the diversity. So yeah. I guess the places I, I would say to go to would be very diverse as well. Just you know, there's not one place to go to, but um, um, sure. If you, uh, the, in terms of pizza, like Giordano's is pretty good. That's you know, it it's a little on that tourist side. It's not your your hidden special deal or anything, but it's a little bit better in my mind than um, 
Uno, for instance, which has probably the bigger reputation. Um, Blackbird is a great restaurant. Um, there's a few of them done by the same people around town. Yeah, that's, that's Paul Kahan. He's, the, he's yeah. the guy that runs all those. And so he does Blackbird. Uh, Publican is kind of he does he's did Publican as well, which is unbelievable. It's yep. right, right in the West Loop, and then uh, he also did Big Star in Wicker Park, which is probably my all-time favorite place in Chicago. Big, if, if you're going to amazing, yeah. If you're going to spend an afternoon just sitting out outside eating cheap but really good tacos and a, a fantastic <laughs> selection of beer and tequila. Yeah. Uh, you got to go to Big Star. Big Star, yeah. No, Big Star is pretty amazing. The most amazing tacos ever, and that sounds like nothing, right? It, you, right. You, you just have to try it because taco is not the word, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it, it's awesome what he does to your tongue, if, if I can say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Breaking yeah. the rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mexican, yeah, traditional Mex- science, right? Mexican mm-hmm. food is so much better in Chicago than it is in New York. If I may go off on a tangent, there's, there's, mm. there's not. I mean, besides a big star, you also have, uh, you've got all of Rick Bayless's restaurants, and even, uh, you know, just some of the little bodegas that are that are really good that have great yep. stuff. For some reason, never made it to New York, but Chicago's got pretty darn good Mexican food. Yep, and you. you Straight and easy Mexican, like Lalo's, is, is pretty good as well. It's, um, it, it's probably more authentic rather than, say, fancy, but also high quality. Yeah. Um, really cool food at Three Aces. I don't know if you know that. Little Italy, Taylor Street, mm. Three Aces. It's a hidden gem. You go there or you see it from the outside, and it looks like just a bar with a, you know, a patio that used to be a parking lot. And uh, the food is absolutely amazing. They change the menu all the time. Um, you know, we shouldn't actually be talking about this because, you know, people will start going there. Right. It's definitely a hidden gem. They're, they've been at it for the last couple of years, and um, I think they're trying to stay out of the press. You know, they're not trying to be one of these um, these, these big shots or anything. They're just enjoying what they do. Three Aces, absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, Millennium Park, we were talking about before. Um, there's a great place there, uh, The Cage which is uh, right on the side. You get the views. The food's real fancy. Japanese, you probably know as well, yeah. right? If we're talking about diversity, yeah. probably one of the best Asian, uh, sort of high-end Asian places that, that I know around town. Um, uh, steakhouses, right? People relate Chicago a little bit to steakhouses, but uh, Gibson's is kind of the classic. They do do some really good uh, um, food there as well. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just really really enjoy Chicago for the food. It's just you try different things all the time. Um, I was blown away by the the diversity of restaurants here when I first came 15 years ago. Yeah. And it's, I'm it's kind still of trying nuts. to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, this is great. I'm, I, I'm, I'm jealous of everyone that gets to go to the conference. I'm not gonna be able to go this year because ah, I, I, I just moved, I, 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 <laughs> but I got to get something on the, on the yeah. calendar because I'm jealous of everyone getting to go back. But well, let me uh, tell you a couple of things that you're going to miss out then. Yeah. I guess we didn't cover just real briefly, but yeah, uh, you probably see it on the web. There's a lot of buzz about launch day at the moment, which is a um, pretty cool idea. Um, it's, it's kind of like a, um, Red Bull Flugtag, mm. um, a three D printed version of Red Bull Flugtag. Okay, so basically, we're, it's a competition. You design a car that can be printed out using a three D printer, and then it gets launched down this this little uh, three um, 
ski slope. Mm. And then the winners are the ones who have the best flight or the best aesthetics or the best and most spectacular crash. I like this. So it's going to be awesome. Did, it's going to be a lot of fun. Did the winner, the winner get anything? Um, yes, the, there are three winners. I'm glad you asked. Uh, each winner gets a 3D printer. Ooh. That's pretty cool, right? That would and be, there's been that would be so worth... many entries. It's, it's amazing. We've, we've heard from studios who've built their own tracks so that they can design these things, test them out, get them ready for, for the actual launch day of the conference. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot over the internet about that. Another thing I'm really interested in is uh, the Bully Blitz. Um, that's the John Bielenberg uh, Blitz brainstorm. It's actually a four-hour session. Um, and it's tackling something that's uh, pretty large. The word bully sounds like, yeah, okay, you know, that, that kid at school, big deal, you know. Um, it, it, it's, um, it is in the press, bullying. Um, but when you start reading into it, it's a, it, it is quite amazing. It has increased a lot. And they're also tying bullying, schoolyard bullying, um, to gang violence and uh, suicide. So basically victims of bullies um, either then become the bullies themselves um, in a sort of, you know, get back at people sort of way, picking on younger uh, kids. Um, or they go the other way. They sort of crawl away. They start losing their attention of, uh, and focus at school. They start skipping school. And they sort of close up around themselves. And, and if no one notices that, that can get pretty bad. Um, and the, the shocking statistic uh, that I read in, in some of that research is that the, the, the biggest cause of death for under 14-year-olds is uh, suicide. Mm which is uh, crazy. So it's not that this blitz is going to tackle suicide or gang violence, but it's going at the um, bully or bullying. Mm. And there is a uh, company in Chicago that's had made some headway with a, a physical product uh, that has been supplying some schools to help with this. So the brainstorm is around, okay, how can we actually create products or services that now can go national uh, with the aid of this company who's going to be there um, to really make a difference in schools bef before this uh, becomes uh, epidemic because uh, a school, when it, it, it tends to flip. You know, when it, when it has a little bit of violence, each of those bullies will pick on other kids, two, three other kids, then turn into bullies, and then two, three other kids for each of those. So the whole school suddenly changes its whole culture. So we've got to reverse it before it gets too late. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it, it's kind of interesting because it's going to be, yeah, it's a brainstorm, but there's real things that will happen after the conference uh, and real tangible differences that will happen. Uh, there are some outside people coming from uh, Chicago Public Schools um, and also from uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, there's someone flying in from New York, and these are all uh, people who are active um, in the um, anti-bully campaigns. Uh, someone coming from the uh, Kennedy uh, center as well. And so they're going to take some of these ideas and, and they're going to help pave the way for whatever these new products and services are. So pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. One, uh, one more that, that, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds like a super great thing, but it's a, a little bit of a downer to, yeah. to start thinking about, although I'm sure people are going to come up with some great stuff for it. Let's, let's do one more, just uh, maybe like a good party. That's going to be a, 
be uh, going on at the at the conference? It's, it's a good idea. We don't want to end on that. Um, yeah. There's well, there's the unconference, right? Which uh, is also pretty awesome. But parties, there's a ton of parties. Um, so on the uh, Thursday night, we've got four parties going on at the same time, and it's all along the Chicago River. So you can basically bar hop. And um, some of the design firms have come together, some local uh, design active firms have come together to, to put on those parties. Uh, and then that extends into the West Loop, and there's, of course, 77 party, yay, core. Um, and then there's also Minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting on, uh, uh, they've got an awesome space there. They call it their hangar space. Yeah. It's pretty amazing when you're inside there. Yeah, you should definitely they've got check some out beer their tasting. Space. Yeah. Of course, M7's got a live band there. So you kind of like, you know, there's too many parties. Yeah. After that, but don't mention it to anyone, is Fight Club at midnight, mm. um, just between you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday night, there's a boat tour. There will be some alcohol involved, um, I believe. And uh, there's also Captain Sections putting on a huge party. And then there's a series of parties in the uh, what we're calling the River North area. Um, so there's a lot of that. And essentially, it comes back to what you were saying. The conference is about that meeting and talking to people. Yeah, you get inspired by the speakers, but then you really have to talk it through, bounce it off other people. So that was just part of this conference. We've got to keep people kind of walking from place to place, talking, mixing it up with different people as you're circulating from one thing to the other, uh, choosing where to go. So there's a bit of a random factor in there as well, uh, rather than just putting everyone into one room and, you know, they, they, they tend to stick together. So, um, we want it to be inspiring, and we want people to connect as much as possible. So that's kind of the ingredients we put into this. And then we end with a huge party with uh, Google Motorola. And uh, and where's that taking place? Um, that's um, actually just across the river from the uh, conference hotel. It's in the space that's got this big terrace that's right on the river, big open space on the inside. Uh, we've got a Pecha Kucha going on there as well. If you've not seen that, you have to. See, Don, you're going to miss out on all these things. I, I have I convinced up. you yet? I'm, you know? <laughs> I messed, I'm, I'm buying a ticket right now, Paul. <laughs> well, I, I hope so. Yeah. I, I don't hear your fingers on the keyboard. Well, I, I'm doing a podcast, Paul, so I can, you know, I can only do one. <laughs> but, but anyway, so this is uh, uh, Chicago... IDSA 2013 International Conference. It's going on August 21st to 24th. If you want to learn more, it's, what's the website for the conference? People can still register, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I think literally it's closing up uh, this Saturday. I'm not sure when this podcast is going okay. out. Yeah, so uh, when it, people listen to this, it's already, you can't go, basically. <laughs> yeah. You can um, still come. Just register when you arrive. You can oh. register at the door. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Just register at the door. So it's uh, idsaconference.org, and, uh, and yep. oh, or they can call you right, and they can just get right in that way. Yes, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, Paul, this has been great. Thanks a lot. Good luck with the good luck with the conference. Thank you, John. Thanks right. a lot. Bye. Right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, that's our show. Uh, my thanks to Paul Hatch for being our guest. Uh, you can see the work his studio, Teams Design, does at teamsdesign.com slash USA. If you're listening to this before August 24th, 2013, it's, uh, it's not too late to show up to the conference in Chicago. 
just go to idsaconference.org to learn more. And, uh, well, if you're listening to this after August 24th, uh, you're out of luck. And um, I'm sure this is going to haunt you the rest of your days. Uh, you can follow me and the After School Podcast on Twitter at After School. And you can follow Core 77 on Twitter at Core 77. Uh, we're still setting up our iTunes links, but in a week or two, you should be able to search for us on the iTunes store. Just search Core 77 or After School. Uh, also on Core 77, we include show notes. So a lot of the stuff you heard us talking about with Paul uh, is linked to uh, right on the website. After School's theme song is by Disco Lobos. I'm Don Lehman. Talk to you soon.